Today, an investigative report on a terrorist sect that's laying the groundwork for a full-scale war right here on American soil. Could the United States become the number one terrorist breeding ground in the world? Shocking details just ahead on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. The guest that you're going to meet on today's program believes that a global threat is upon us, that the most powerful terrorist sect in the world has developed a strategic plan to destroy the United States, a plan to take us by surprise in ways that we may least expect, an attack that will happen from within right here on American soil. Here to help us understand all this is an investigative reporter, an authority on terrorism and national security. Please welcome back to Jewish Voice my good friend Eric Steckelback. Eric. Welcome back, buddy. Well, you have been very busy. I see you almost every turn I, time I turn on Fox News, but I don't see you on CNN or BBC. And no Al Jazeera. No apparently. Al Jazeera, for sure. <laughs> but on, on Fox News, you have really been busy. Let me focus on America. You talk in the book about America becoming a hotbed of terrorism recruiting, which is absolutely shocking to me. Uh, talk about that. I talked to a former sheriff in Ramsey County, Jonathan. He was the sheriff of the city of St. Paul. And he said, Eric, here's how it works. You have an ISIS recruiter, usually a younger guy who can still relate to teenagers. He'll go to a mosque. And they're going after the young people. Yes, 18, 19, 20 years old, very impressionable. Now, a recruiter will go to a mosque or maybe a local rec center, and he'll first, he'll befriend some of these young Somali kids, and then the radicalization process starts. And the bill of goods that the recruiters are selling to these kids is come to the caliphate. You'll be at the vanguard of this great new Islamic empire. You'll be a holy warrior. Everyone will know your name. You'll be a rock star in the Middle East. And that can be an alluring message for a young person, especially someone fresh out of high school who doesn't know which direction he or she is going in life. It's scary. And then they get Very there and, they, that, and do they realize, are they realizing this is a lie I was lied to? Some are, but it's kind of like the old song, Hotel California, you can check in, but you can never leave. <laughs> Once you're in that caliphate in Iraq and Syria, Jonathan, if you want to leave, and by the way, we've had cases of Westerners who reconsidered. 180 U.S. citizens have gone, at least 3,500 Western Europeans have gone. We have documented cases of some Europeans, Americans, who wanted to return and were executed by ISIS. I mean, I'm concerned that this is, this is spreading. That they is. have a very organized social media campaign. Yeah. You were talking earlier before the program about yeah. they become very media savvy. Talk about that and how we can yeah. protect our kids. Well, ISIS is addicted to Twitter. They send out 90 tweets per minute, ISIS and its supporters around the world. 90 tweets per minute, that's astounding. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. I thought Twitter took over. them off. They there did, was a campaign to get them off. They were trying. They shut down some of the accounts, but it's like whack-a-mole. Other accounts pop up. All of these pro-ISIS accounts, and by the way, ISIS has actually threatened Twitter and threatened to kill tw Twitter executives. I, I saw that. So but Twitter can't the, stop them. They're, they're just uh, not able. Apparently they can. And our government obviously monitors these sites, but they keep popping up. 
and Facebook is another way they're connecting with young people, and another way is these slickly produced propaganda videos where ISIS spends hundreds of thousands of dollars making these propaganda films with stop-motion effects that almost look like a, a Hollywood action flick. Here's a key point, Jonathan, to remember. ISIS's propaganda arm, its social media operations are run by Westerners, Western recruits who were raised here, who know the culture, who know how to connect to an English-speaking audience. This is a very systematic, very um, complex plan, isn't it? It's it a very is. sophisticated plan. Very. These. This is not guys in caves waving guns around. This is not the days of Osama bin Laden in a cave staring at a screen for an hour and speaking in Arabic are long gone. Another interesting wrinkle to this, Jonathan, we talk about the appeal. Obviously, success breeds attraction. ISIS is conquering territory in the very heart of the Middle East. But another wrinkle is our culture over the past few decades has become poisoned, whether it's kids playing violent video games where they're slicing off zombies' heads every day, or watching a realistic horror movie with scenes of gore and, and torture, young people are almost desensitized today in many ways in the millennial age to what ISIS is doing. And there is a slice of people here in the West who are not repelled by it like you and I are. They're actually attracted to it. They think it's cool to go over and maybe chop someone's head off. And ISIS is doing this. They're appealing through hip-hop music. Uh, on Twitter, they'll make Hollywood movie references. ISIS is trying to normalize themselves. What a deception. Well, what how do deception. we protect our kids? They're so media savvy. Yeah. First of all, monitor what your kids are doing online. Uh, that goes without saying, when it, whether it comes to ISIS or anything sure. else. I think that's the key thing, Jonathan, because case after case that I've studied and I document in the book, people are being radicalized online. So that's number one. Watch what your kids are doing online. You know, and I've had some honest conversations. I have an eight-year-old daughter, and I had to have an honest conversation with her recently on the anniversary of 9-11. In school, she was hearing, today is the anniversary of 9-11. Logically, she's eight years old now. She came home and asked, Dad, what is 9-11? I had to have that difficult conversation with my little girl mm. about 9-11. And then I started writing a book about ISIS. She knew about the Muslim Brotherhood, my, my prior work. She said, what is ISIS? What does that stand for? Again, had to have this difficult conversation and tell her that evil exists. Evil men exists. And it, it breaks your heart, Jonathan, because these innocent little ones now have to see that there are evil, demonic men who reject God. Yeah, our kids are born into a different world than we lived in. It's very, very different and it's very distressing. Thank God for the hope of knowing the Lord. Amen. Don't go anywhere. There's lots more ahead with Eric Steckel back. And up next, an important update that you need to see an impoverished tribe of Jewish people who are in desperate need of our help, of your help. Stay with me. Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are urgently preparing for one of our next medical clinics to bless a remote lost tribes community in Zimbabwe, who clearly have ties to the ancient people of Israel, particularly the Levites, and have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. 
Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They'll share God's love and good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll send you the book discussed on today's broadcast, ISIS Exposed, Beheadings, Slavery, and the Hellish Reality of Radical Islam by Jonathan's guest, Eric Stackelbeck. In this eye-opening new book, veteran investigative reporter Eric Stackelbeck takes you inside the story of the new caliphate rising in the Middle East and reveals just how clear and present a threat it is, even here in the United States. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you our powerfully moving new limited edition art sculpture we call Soldier at the Wailing Wall. This numbered limited run keepsake sculpture poignantly depicts an Israeli soldier praying at Jerusalem's western wall. It will serve as a deeply moving reminder that your partnership with Jewish Voice makes you an important part of something that is blessing the Jewish people and rallying support for Israel. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help and sharing the good news to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. Today, an investigative report on a terrorist sect that's laying the groundwork for a full-scale war right here on American soil. Could the United States become the number one terrorist breeding ground in the world? Shocking details just ahead on Jewish Voice. I'm back with best-selling author Eric Steckelbeck, who's here to discuss his latest book, ISIS Exposed, Beheading Slavery and the Hellish Reality of Radical Islam. I want to quote something that you wrote in the book and have you comment on page 207. You write this, We have reached a tipping point in the battle against radical Islam. Future generations will look back on this period in history much as we now look back on the Cold War and World War II and judge us on how we confront the existential challenge of Islamic jihadism that has already changed the Western way of life in profound ways. That's a pretty thought-provoking statement. We'll be judged for this. Yeah. yeah, you know, you think of the book of Ezekiel where God says, if the watchman does not sound the alarm, he will be held accountable. Let me focus on America. You talk in the book about America becoming a hotbed of terrorism recruiting, which is absolutely shocking to me. Talk about that. Well, number one, we are the ultimate target. We have the bullseye on our back. Every Islamic terror group from ISIS, Al-Qaeda, we are the ultimate target. We are the great Satan. That's Ultimately, if you want a caliphate that uh, controls the world, you have to take out America. You have to. We're the big the boy big on the Satan. block. The big Satan. We're a fiercely sovereign nation, at least we used to be. The, the, the pillar of Christianity still in the world, spreading the gospel throughout the world, Judeo-Christian values. So we're naturally the number one target. A key point, I think, 
for everyone at home to realize about America and the situation we're in right now. The FBI director, James Comey, recently made a very stunning statement. He said that in all 50 U.S. states right now, including Hawaii and Alaska, we have investigations ongoing into ISIS-related activity right here on American soil. So, Jonathan, what the FBI director is saying is that in all 50 states of the Union, we have a network of ISIS supporters and sympathizers. So the barbarians are not just at the gates, they're inside the gates, according to our own FBI director. That's not alarmism. It's not sensationalism. Our CIA director, John Brennan, said that ISIS has been able to recruit people from 90 countries around the world. So this is a real and immediate threat. That's really why I wrote the book, because a lot of Americans say, you know what, it's happening thousands of miles away. It doesn't affect me, but it does affect us. 180 U.S. citizens have left their comfortable lives here in America and traveled to Iraq and Syria to join ISIS. Just and shocking to me. You actually have some examples about Americans leaving the U.S. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. Minnesota's a real hotbed for the growth of Islam in our country. Yeah. Of all places. Uh, give right. us some examples. Yeah. Well, Minnesota, I think, is a good place to start. In the book, Jonathan, I call it the Islamic State of Minnesota. Kind of tongue-in-cheek, but kind of not. The Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul, very nice place. High standard of living. Well, over the past few years, Minneapolis and St. Paul have sent dozens of U.S. citizens, in particular Somali Muslims, overseas to join terror groups like ISIS. Now, a lot of people may not realize that Minneapolis and St. Paul has the largest Somali Muslim population in all of North America. And this Somali Muslim population there has become a breeding ground for terrorism. There's a Somali group called Al-Shabaab, in addition to ISIS, another very bad group, bad actors. Regularly in the news lately. Regularly in the news, slaughtering Christians in particular. Well, many residents of Minnesota have joined this group as well, and if they return home, say, Jonathan, they go overseas, they join ISIS, Al-Shabaab, they're well-trained. They're fanatical. They return home. All bets are off. These are U.S. citizens who can move freely in our country, and we know at least 40 people who have joined ISIS have already returned home. That's according to our Department of Homeland Security chief. And he says, hey, we're monitoring them, but you can't watch everyone. Yes, I've been following. And then you have Michigan become oh. Deerfield, Michigan, and uh, well, Dearborn Detroit outside become of Dearborn, Detroit. excuse me. Interesting. Detroit. Interesting about Dearborn, Jonathan. Now, you and I discussed last time how Dearborn is a hotbed of support for Hezbollah. Well, there's also a guy in Dearborn right now. His name is Jabril. He's a cleric, and this guy is a hero to ISIS. He's very active on social media, and many of ISIS's fighters in Iraq and Syria follow this Dearborn, Michigan-based cleric online and follow his teachings. You need to take this seriously. You need to be praying. You need to be proclaiming. You need to do your part because we have the sole message that will bring true peace to this world. Eric, thank you for thank sounding you, the alarm. Come back again. Absolutely. If you want to better understand how ISIS is strategically planning to infiltrate America where they may already be laying groundwork and what you can do to protect yourself and your family, then you're going to want to get a copy of Eric Stackelbeck's latest book, ISIS Exposed. You can find out how in just a moment. But first, an update on a tribe of Jewish people who desperately need our help, need your help. Stay with me.
Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are urgently preparing for one of our next medical clinics. Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They'll share God's love and good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll send you the book discussed on today's broadcast, ISIS Exposed, Beheadings, Slavery, and the Hellish Reality of Radical Islam by Jonathan's guest, Eric Stackelbeck. In this eye-opening new book, veteran investigative reporter Eric Stackelbeck takes you inside the story of the new caliphate rising in the Middle East and reveals just how clear and present a threat it is, even here in the United States. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you our powerfully moving new limited edition art sculpture we call Soldier at the Wailing Wall. This numbered limited run keepsake sculpture poignantly depicts an Israeli soldier praying at Jerusalem's western wall. It will serve as a deeply moving reminder that your partnership with Jewish Voice makes you an important part of something that is blessing the Jewish people and rallying support for Israel. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help and sharing the good news to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. I'm here in the pools of Bethesda in the old city of Jerusalem. And this is a very important place because this was the place of mercy. We miss it, uh, the meaning of the name of the place. And if we don't go back to the Hebrew or the Aramaic, Bethesda comes from two Hebrew words, Beit, which means house, and Chesed, which means mercy. This was the house of mercy. And we know it's the right place because the pools exist to this very day. Uh, they were, they're much lower, uh, which tells us, shows us the level of the city in the time of Yeshua. But we're, we're given the location in John chapter 5. We're told, first of all, that Yeshua comes to Jerusalem for the feast. It's the feast of Passover, Pesach, which was the watershed event in Jewish history commemorating the exodus of the Israelites out of Egypt. And this was a pilgrimage feast. There was three times a year that the men of Israel would come to Jerusalem and worship in the temple. And those, those were um, Passover, Pesach, uh, Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles, and Pentecost, or Shavuot. That's why there was so many people worshiping in the temple uh, when the Holy Spirit was poured out and the disciples were able to, to share their faith. It was a pilgrimage feast, and Yeshua had come to Jerusalem for the pilgrimage feast of Passover, not to celebrate it um, only, but to become the Passover lamb that would take away the sins of the world. 
and it was here at the pools of Bethesda, which we're told was right outside the Sheep Gate. We're told that in verse 2. Now, there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, or Beit Chesed, the House of Mercy, and the Sheep Gate is just 200 feet away. It's also called the Lion's Gate. I walked through that gate just a minute ago to come here to the pools, and uh, it was a very significant event that would take place when the angel would stir up the waters. We're told that uh, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed would come here, and that one who was paralyzed, who had been an invalid for 38 years, if not all of his life, most of his life, which was one of the signs, uh, the miracles that the Messiah had to perform. He had to heal a man lame, who was lame from birth or early age and also had to raise someone from the dead. Yeshua did that uh, not just once, but a number of times during his earthly ministry. And we're told that this man who had been here for 38 years was laying there when Yeshua came. Yeshua sees him lying there and says to him in verse, or we're told in verse 6 that he was lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time and asked him, do you want to get well? Now that's, on the surface, a strange question to ask. This man has made his way, an invalid has made his way to the pools of mercy. Why? To get healed, right? And, uh, and he, 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 he was waiting for a very long time. Or is there another uh, reality to the story, truth to the story that we're not seeing? Why does Yeshua ask him, do you want to get well? Well, this man had to search his heart. It's very easy to uh, fall into a pattern where the uh, liability becomes the crutch. Maybe this man was here because he was making his living laying here, and people were, felt sorry for him and gave him uh, coins enough to eat. Did this man really want to get well? And Yeshua is asking him so that he can search his heart. You know, maybe you've been praying for something, for change. You've been praying for divine provision, and that means the Lord opening up the door to get a job. Do you really want to work? Do you really want what the Lord has for you? Or down deep, do you, do you don't want to change? And, and I think that's something the Lord will be asking if you're listening. Do you really want what you're praying for. And I want to ask you that question. Do you really want what you're praying for? And so Yeshua asks him, do you really want this? And the man doesn't say yes. He rather explains the way that it's always been done. I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So he doesn't say, yes, I want to be healed. But he explains to Yeshua the way that it's always been done. It's always been done this way. And we can fall into patterns. We can fall into habits where the Lord has done it a certain way in our life in the past. And we're used to doing things a certain way. We're used to going to church and it being a certain way. Or, or Messianic congregation and it, it's done a certain way. And uh, the Lord may not do it the same way the next time. Uh, and we, we have to understand that there's a fine line between religion and relationship. Relationship is about a daily encounter with the Lord. And he may want to do th something different in your life, something that you're not letting him do because you've fallen into a pattern, a habit, a way that he's always done it. You're expecting him to do it the same way again. I love the Yeshua's response. No nonsense. He says, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. He doesn't have to bring the man into the water. He doesn't have to stir up the water. He is the creator 
of the universe. He is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and he can do it his way. He doesn't have to do it the way it's already been done, and he simply says to the man, get up and walk, and the man is immediately healed, and uh, Yeshua gets into a whole bunch of trouble because the religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees, are upset that he healed on the Shabbat. I don't have time to go into that uh, story, but it, it just shows you the tension between those that are religious and those that are encountering a spiritual event. Here, Yeshua, the creator of the universe, has come to the place of mercy, and he's pouring out God's mercy on this lame man, and he gets up and he's healed. It's a great story, and, a re and, and, and that, there's a message for us that the God of mercy wants to pour out his mercies upon you every morning. His mercies, the scripture says, are new every day. His grace is available to you if you'll just reach out and take it. And he's asking you, do you really want what you're praying for today? Do you really want this? And are you willing to receive from the Lord in a different way? Are you willing to go in a different direction, to do different things, to step out of the boat, if you will? I hope you are. And that's the story that we see here at the pools of Bethesda. Beit Chesed, the mercy of God, his mercy is available to you today. Reach out and take it. Do you need healing? His mercy of healing is available for you. Do you need divine provision? His mercy of divine provision is available to you. Whatever you need is available to you today because he is the God of mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and healing. Samson's tribe, the lost tribe of Dan, are the Beta Israel, or Jewish people of Ethiopia. They are a persecuted people. And those who have accepted Jesus are ostracized even further. They are outcasts, the poorest of the poor in Ethiopia, without clean water to drink, enough food or clothing, or even basic medical care. Yet they worship Yeshua joyfully, and thousands more are recognizing Jesus as their long-awaited Messiah. It's amazing, prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes. Come witness this miracle. Be an important part of God at work in these last days, gathering his people back to himself. We need volunteers urgently for this outreach. Medical professionals, prayer partners, and practical service volunteers as we minister to thousands of very needy and spiritually hungry people in just one short week. Come with us and help these desperate Jewish people say yes to being God's hands and feet. Please answer the call. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgeries, all free of charge, but most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. I wanna ask you to be part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today. Will you consider doing that? I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. 
you can call or click or right now to share and request them all. And remember, your generous gift is going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice. Well, that's all the time we have for today. As I leave you, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible promises they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.